0: Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for such a precious gift as your son has given us. Thank you so much for opening our eyes so we can see your kingdom, just learning and discovering who you are and for the love that you've shed on us. Just to, We just pray that each and every heart, every mind, all of our eyes, all of our ears will receive your word today and bear fruit from it we ask this thing for your son's glory for his kingdom in Jesus name we pray amen, amen. as we begin to feast on god's word today may the lord be with you, also be with you. <laughs> in the 3rd year of the reign of Jehoiakim king of Judah Nebuchadnezzar king of Babylon came to Jerusalem and besieged it and the Lord delivered Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hand, along with some of the articles from the temple of God. These he carried off to the temple of his God in Babylonia and put in the treasure house of his God. Then the king summoned aspenaz chief of his court officials, bring in some of the Israelites from the royal family and the nobility, young men without any physical defect, handsome, showing aptitude for every kind of learning, well-informed, quick to understand, and qualified to serve in the king's palace. He was to teach them the language and literature of the Babylonians. Now, the king assigned them a daily amount of food and wine from the king's table. They were to be trained for three years, and after that, they were to enter the king's service. Now, among these were some from Judah, Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. The chief official gave them new names, to Daniel the name Belteshazzar, to Hananiah Shadrach, to Mishael Meshach, and to Azariah uh, bedego <laughs> <laughs> But Daniel resolved not to defile himself of the royal food and wine, and he asked the chief official for permission not to defile himself this way. Now, God had caused the official to show favor and sympathy to Daniel, but the official told Daniel, I'm afraid of my lord, the king, who has assigned your food and drink. Why should he see you looking worse than the other young men your age? The king would then have my head because of you. Daniel then said to the guard, whom the chief official had appointed over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Nazariah, Please, test your servants for ten days. Give us nothing but vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then compare our appearance with that of the young men who eat the royal food. And treat your servants in accordance with what you see. So he agreed to this and tested them for ten days. At the end of the ten days, they looked healthier and better nourished than any of the young men who ate the royal food. So the guard took away their choice food and the wine they were to drink and gave them vegetables instead. Now, to these four young men, God gave knowledge and understanding of all kinds of literature and learning. And Daniel could understand visions and dreams of all kinds. Now, at the end of time, set by the king, the chief official presented them to Nebuchadnezzar. (coughs) The king talked with them, and he found none equal to Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. So they entered the king's service. Now, in every matter of wisdom and understanding about which the king questioned them, he found them to be ten times better than all the magicians and enchanters in his whole kingdom. So Daniel remained there until the first year of King Cyrus. Now, (coughs) in the second year of his reign, Nebuchadnezzar had dreams. His mind was troubled, and he could not sleep. So the king called out for the enchanters, astrologers, and diviners to be brought And he said to these wise men of Babylon, I've had a dream (coughs) that troubles me. I want to know what it means. The astrologers replied to the king in Aramaic, O king, (laughs) live forever. (laughs) Tell your servants the dream and we will interpret it. The king replied to the astrologers, this is what I firmly decided. If you do not tell me what my dream was and interpret it, I will have you cut into pieces and your houses turned into piles of rubble. <laughs> but if you tell me the dream and explain it, you will receive from me gifts and rewards and great honor. <laughs> so tell me the dream and interpret it for me. Once more, the astrologer replied to the king, <coughs> Let the king tell his servants the dream, and we will interpret it. The king replied to the astrologers, I am certain that you are trying to gain time, because you realize that this is what I have firmly decided. If you do not tell me what my dream was, there is just one penalty for you. You have conspired to tell me wicked and misleading things, hoping the situation will change. So, tell me the dream, and I will know that you can interpret it for me. The astrologers replied to the king, Well, there is not a man on earth who can do what the king asked. No king, however great and mighty, has ever asked such a thing of any enchanter, astrologer, or diviner. What the king asks is too difficult. No one can reveal it to the king, I mean, except the gods, <laughs> and they do not live among men. <laughs> this made the king so angry that he ordered the execution of all the wise men of Babylon. So the decree was issued. Put the wise men to death, and men were sent to look for Daniel and his friends to put them to death. Now, when Arioch, the commander of the king's guard, had gone out to put to death the wise men of Babylon, Daniel spoke to him with wisdom and tact. He asked the king's officer, "Why did the king issue such a harsh decree?" Arioch then explained the matter to Daniel. Well, at this, Daniel went into the king and he asked for time so that he might interpret his dream for him. Then Daniel returned home to his house. And he explained the matter to his friends, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. He urged them to plead for mercy from the God of heaven concerning this mystery, so that he and his friends might not be executed along with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. During the night, the mystery was revealed to Daniel in a vision. Then Daniel praised the God of heaven and said, Praise be to the name of God who lives forever and ever. Wisdom and power are his. He changes times and seasons. He sets up kings and deposes them. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to the discerning. He knows what lies in darkness and light dwells with him. I thank and praise you, O God of my fathers. You have given me wisdom and power. You have made known to us what we ask of you. You have made known to us the dream of the king. Then Daniel went to Ariok, whom the king had appointed to execute the wise men of Babylon, and said to him, Do not execute the wise men of Babylon. Take me to the king, and I will interpret his dream for him. Ariok took Daniel to the king at once and said, I have found a man among the exiles from Judah who can tell the king what his dream means. The king said to Daniel, Are you able to tell me what I saw in my dream and interpret it? Daniel answered the king, no magician, enchanter, astrologer, or diviner can reveal to the king the mystery he has asked about. But there is a God in heaven who reveals mysteries. <laughs> he has shown King Nebuchadnezzar what will happen in days to come. Your dream and the visions you saw while lying in your bed are these. As you were lying there, O oh king, your mind turned to things to come. And the revealer of mysteries showed you what is going to happen. <laughs> As for me... This mystery has been revealed to me, not because I have greater wisdom than other living men, but so that you, O King, may know the interpretation, and so that you may understand what went through your mind. You looked, and there before you stood a large statue, awesome in appearance. The head of the statue was made of pure gold, its chest and arms of silver, its belly and thighs of bronze, its legs of iron, and its feet partly of iron and partly of baked clay. Now, while you were watching... A rock was cut out, but not by human hands. It struck the statue and its feet of iron and clay and smashed them to pieces. Then the iron, the clay, the bronze, the silver, and the gold became like chaff on a threshing floor in the summer. The wind swept them away without leaving a trace. But the rock that struck the statue became a huge mountain and filled the whole earth. (laughs) See, this was the dream. And now we will interpret it to the king. You, O king, are the king of kings. The God of heaven has given you dominion and might and glory and power. In your hands he has placed mankind. And the beasts of the field and the birds of the air, wherever they live, he has made you ruler over them all. You are that head of gold. Now after you, another kingdom will arise, inferior to yours. Next, a third kingdom, one of bronze, will rule over the whole earth. And then finally, there will be a fourth kingdom, as strong as iron. For iron breaks and smashes things. And as iron breaks and smashes things, so it will crush and break all the others. Now, just as you saw that the feet and toes were partly of iron and partly of baked clay, so this kingdom will be a divided kingdom. Yet it will have some of the strength of iron in it, even as you saw the iron mixed with the baked clay. Now, as the toes were partly iron and partly clay, so this kingdom will be partly strong and partly brittle. And just as you saw the iron mixed with the baked clay... So its people will be a mixture, yet they will not remain united any more than iron mixes with clay. (laughs) Now, in the time of those kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom that will never be destroyed, nor will it be left to another people. It will crush all those kingdoms and bring them to an end, but it itself will endure forever. (laughs) This is the meaning of the vision of the rock cut out of the mountain but not by human hands. The rock that struck the statue and its feet of iron and clay and smashed them to pieces. See, the great God has shown the king what will happen in the future. <laughs> oh, the dream is true and the interpretation is trustworthy. Then King Nebuchadnezzar fell prostrate before Daniel and ordered that an offering, and incense be presented to him. The king said to Daniel, surely your God is the God of gods and the Lord of kings and a revealer of mysteries. For you were able to reveal this mystery. (laughs) Then the king placed Daniel in a high position and lavished many gifts on him. He made him rule over the entire province of Babylon and placed him in charge of all its wise men. Moreover, at Daniel's request, the king appointed Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, administrators over the province of Babylon, while Daniel himself remained at the royal court. King Nebuchadnezzar made an image of gold, 90 feet high and 9 feet wide, and he set it up on the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. He then summoned the satraps, prefects, governors, advisors, treasures, judges, magistrates, and all the other provincial officials to come to the dedication of the image of gold that he had set up. So, the satraps, prefects, governors, advisors, treasures, judges, magistrates, and all the other provincial officials assembled for the dedication of the image of gold that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up, and they stood before it. Then the herald loudly proclaimed, This is what you are commanded to do, O peoples, nations, and men of every language. As soon as you hear the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, pipes, and all kinds of music, you must fall down and worship the image of gold that King Nebuchadnezzar set up. Whoever does not fall down and worship will immediately be thrown into a blazing furnace. Therefore, as soon as they heard the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, pipes, and all kinds of music, all the peoples, nations, and men of every language fell down and worshipped the image of gold that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Now, at this time, some astrologers came forward and denounced the Jews. They said to King Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. (laughs) You have issued a decree, O king. That whoever hears the sound of the horn, flute, the lyre, harp, pipes, and all kinds of music must fall down and worship the image of gold that you have set up, and that whoever does not fall down and worship shall be (coughs) thrown into a blazing furnace. Yes. (coughs) There are some Jews whom you have set up in the affairs of the province of Babylon. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego who pay no attention to you, O king. They neither serve your gods or worship the image of gold that you have set up. Furious with rage, Nebuchadnezzar summoned Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So these three men were brought before the king when the king said to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the image of gold that I have set up? Now, when you hear the sound of the horn, flutes, the the harp, and all kinds of music, if you are ready to fall down and worship the image of gold that I have made, very good. But if you do not fall down and worship, you will be thrown into a blazing furnace. Then what god will be able to rescue you from my hand? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to the king, O oh Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the god we serve is able to save us from it, and he will rescue us from your hand. But even if he does not, we want you to know, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold that you have set up. Then King Nebuchadnezzar was furious with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and his attitude towards them. Changed, He ordered the furnace heated seven times hotter than usual and commanded some of the strongest soldiers in his army to tie up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and throw them into the blazing furnace. So these men wearing their robes, trousers, turbans, and other clothes were bound and thrown into the blazing fire. The king's command was so urgent and the flames of the fire so hot that the fire killed the soldiers who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So these three men firmly bound fell into the blazing furnace. Then King Nebuchadnezzar leaped to his feet in amazement. He asked his advisors, Weren't there three men that we had bound and thrown into the blazing furnace? And they replied, certainly, O king. He said, Well, look, I see four men walking around in the fire, unbound and unharmed. And the fourth looks like a son of the gods. Then King Nebuchadnezzar approached the opening to the blazing furnace and shouted, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out, come here! So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of the fire. (laughs) And the satraps, prefects, royal advisors crowded around them. They saw that the fire had not harmed their bodies. nor was a hair of their heads hinged. Their robes were not scorched, and there was no smell of fire on them. Then King Nebuchadnezzar said. Praise be to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Who sent his angel. And rescued his servants. They trusted in him. And defied the king's command. And were willing to give up their lives. Rather than serve or worship any God. Except their own God. Therefore. I decree that the people's nations and men of any language who say anything against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be cut into pieces and the house will be turned into piles of rubble. <laughs> For no other God can save in this way. Then King Nebuchadnezzar promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. Amazing. God uses four teenagers to share the gospel with the whole world. Pretty incredible. I get inside of about 50 different churches every year. I've been doing this for about 20 years full time. And I go wherever God opens a door. Whoever wants to hear God's word. And I've seen a big shift in the last couple of years in the church here in America. As we've received a, a certain level of persecution, our culture is becoming more like Daniel's. Um, The church is splitting into really one of two different places, regardless of the domination. You're either in a place, a church, that's preaching and teaching God's word. It's not ashamed of it. You have a high view of scripture. Invariably, in that place, Jesus is the hero. Or you're in another place. You're in a church that has a low view of scripture, picks and chooses what they preach or teach, stays away from things. Um, some, Some of these churches have refused to use the word Bible in their church. There's some amazing things going on within the church right now. But people are either clinging to God's truth, trusting in it, or they're shrinking back and being ashamed of it. And I praise God that we're in a place that has put our faith in God's word. What a blessing. My prayer is that this weekend and next weekend, as you hear God's word, you'll be inspired to stand firmly for it. Uh, you're going to get opportunities. The wind is going to blow harder, and we should—we're not the ones who should be ashamed. Uh, as as the as worship said, I have no reason to fear. We have no reason to fear. So stand firm and remember Daniel's example Shadrach Meshach and Abednego in the face of the fire what did they say our God is able to rescue us but even if he does not they stood firm amen may that be our case